1: your Las Vegas Raiders. Scott Branson, Mo Moten with you on this Thursday, Saturday, depending if you're listening to us on the air, on the bet in Las Vegas. Uh, Hearty hello to our radio audience. And uh, thanks for being with us as we get set to talk everything Raiders, as they get set for a big Christmas Day, Monday matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, do us a favor, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it on. Coming to you from the road. The road, excuse me. And uh, so I am in a different location. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see my hotel room. Yay, fun times, suitcase, backpack, find me. Good deal. Uh, Mo Moten is in the Midtown Mo Bunker and enjoying himself over there. What's up, my man?
0: Everything's good. Raiders mini bye week. I had a mini bye week. I was in a darkness retreat, (laughs) as our guy Paul Raider would say. And I'm back from the shadows and back at it.
1: I still saw you on X. You were still out there. I thought you were going to be completely there. dark. But then I saw there. I'm like, there's Mo. He's there. He's, he's, he's checked in. What's going on here? So anyway, welcome back anyhow. So it's good. We get geared up uh, for Christmas over the weekend. So uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who celebrates out there. And we will be dropping. Yes, I'm not going to subject Mo to it today because I'm on the road and I can't do it. But we will be subjecting you to my night before Raider Christmas, which I do every year. Yes, it's hokey. But I've, I've been doing it now like four years in a row. I got to keep doing it. Though. I got to be consistent.
0: I mean, got to keep the tradition going. Don't no, stop traditions. Correct. You got grandmama's cooking. You got Scott's the <laughs> Raider Christmas. Got to just keep these going.
1: My poem. Yes, it'll be great. I promise it will not include Josh McDaniels. That's, that's one promise <laughs> I will make situation. to Raider Nation. But look for that on Friday. So as you head into the weekend, it will be a silver and black blitz. I will do it, music and all. And I know Mo will play it for his family during Christmas Eve. Uh, of it'll be all set, ready to go. But we got some stuff to talk about, Mo. Okay, here here's the deal. We 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 did. Uh, I did a solo show when you were on your darkness retreat, and I'm just, I dude, you got to help me with this. Like, I don't understand people who listen to stuff and then say and come on and comment and say, I said something I didn't say. Like, what do people hear? Is it, is it, is it, it's crazy because people are telling me that I was saying that, uh, Antonio Pierce doesn't have any shot at the job. I I didn't say anything. We've been consistent. You and I both on the show that Antonio Pierce is in the midst of what an audition. And it's been up and down, right? One, two, lost three. Big win against the Chargers. So on the post-game show with Murph last week, on the show I did solo earlier in the week, I said, look, jury's still out. You have to see what the pool of candidates is like. And then uh, if he finishes out strong, his chances improve. If he doesn't, then his chances diminish. That's all I said. But it's so strange. People don't want to hear... What you say instead, they want to hear what they think you're saying. And Mo, have we not been consistent with the whole Antonio Pierce thing since the beginning?
0: I think we have. I, you know what happens a lot of times? People will people drink. That happens. This had this has happened to me before, where someone thought I said something or <laughs> tweeted something. Yeah, and it was actually something that Tashawn Reed said oh i kid you not I, I i kid you not someone made a comment at me and it was something actually that it was Tashawn reed's take or something that Tashawn reed said <laughs> and, and the person was just coming after me in my mentions and i'm like are you talking about tashaun reed i'm mo mo and the person <laughs> just like stopped dead in his tracks and just didn't comment after that. i guess he he or it whoever it was was embarrassed Yeah. but sometimes that happens where they mix you up sometimes what happens is you you may say something that gets misconstrued on X, um, and then they'll tell you about it on this on YouTube, and then you have to pull up your receipt of what you actually said on X to correct it. Because <laughs> I've done that too. I actually did that before I went into my retreat, and that was part of the reason I had to just stay away from Twitter too much. Yeah, people were pulling saying you said this and you said that, and then I was pulling up my receipts. And saying no, this is what I said, this is actually what I said, and then the person just had no comeback for it. So, Scott, I would just advise you being that you're a public figure, you're a person who uh is obviously a target for people saying you said this, you said that. Keep but keep tabs on your receipts and what you actually said because then you could pull it up and show them after,
1: yeah. But see, I don't care, so so it's like I, I a guy, when he came at me, Mo, I was like. Go listen to this show. He's like, oh, at 13 minutes. So he timestamped it. This is on YouTube. So I go to YouTube and I click it. And I said nothing like that. I didn't say I didn't like uh, Antonio. That's the other thing. You like or don't like him. What do you mean? I either believe he should have the job or not have the job, which I've said it's too early to tell, right? I think – and we're going to talk about it in a second. I think he's got some momentum coming off the last game, clearly – but but people just this this idea that you don't like somebody imagine you don't like somebody if i said i don't like antonio pierce to be the head coach that doesn't mean i don't like the man you know i, w- I was obviously in nashville i was on the uh the murph's uh murph show raiders fan radio with the game, by the way which is fun and i appreciate everything and thanks to them um but but and we talked about it. They met Antonio Pierce at the Crab Fest for the Fred Bolitnikoff Foundation where the One Nation Foundation gives their donations. Right. And um, so so you, you, it's not that you don't like the person. You know he's a good person. You know he's a good dude. And I, I like the fact that Raider Nation likes him because they feel like he's one of their own, and I totally get that. But if you don't like him for the job, doesn't mean you don't like him. And, by the way, you can have a difference of opinion. It, does, do people's opinions change over time? Sure they do, but it's about a professional thing. It's not about liking him. We don't look at it from that perspective. And oh, by the way, if the Chargers hire Jim Harbaugh and you have Jim Harbaugh, uh, Andy Reid, and, and Sean Pete in the division, does that change your view of Antonio Pierce as a head coach uh, and their ability to compete? Like those are questions that will come up over time. We can't answer that question now because it's 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 a theoretical, Okay. But it's just really interesting to me, and somebody did say something to me, and this I understood, Mo. And I want to get your comments on this. They said, "Well, you're not a Raider, you're not a fan, you don't understand." And so I said, "You know, I the the personal connection piece of it, I I get it from an outside perspective, but as 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 Murph told me, and someone else told me online, I get like I I get that I don't understand that, right? It's 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 coming from." The, the culture of a Raiders fan. And so that it, you don't understand how much that means to us that somebody gets us kind of thing. And and that I understand. And, and I'm not arguing or saying that that's a bad way to feel. Is it the best way to choose a head coach? Now the fans don't choose the head coach, but my answer would be, no, that's not the best way to choose a head coach. Should it factor in? Of course.
0: Here are my thoughts. Cause I, I actually did grow up a Raider fan, but yeah, so I get I get the sentiment. He's one of us, and you want to see one of your own be in a position of power and lead the team back to prominence. I, I also get all of that too, but what supersedes that is the is the will to win. So Al <laughs> Davis, just win, baby. It's not about for me. It's great to have one of your own again in a position of power, but you know what would it feel even greater. I don't, it doesn't matter if he's one of us or not. Is the head coach the best possible candidate to get the Raiders back to the Super Bowl and win it all? Because yes. at that point, all of this other stuff, I don't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. So, of course, it would mean more to have one of your own lead the team back to prominence. Of course, it feels that much sweeter. But are you, if the Raiders hoist the Lombardi trophy, are you thinking, well, I'm not that happy because that guy is not one of us? No, you're celebrating the super bowl win regardless of where the guy came from or what his background is you don't care if he was a former charger maybe he was a former chief doesn't matter is he bringing the raiders back to where you want them to be and that's in the playoff bubble in the super bowl conversation i think again that winning supersedes all i want to be clear winning supersedes all but of course it feels that much sweeter to have one of your own while you're winning
1: Absolutely. And that's why that's why I, I it appeals to me and I understand it. Like I get it. Uh, and, and it doesn't mean it's the right choice, though. And so you have if if the stars align and that works out and it's the best coaching candidate for your team and it's one of your own, even better. And but we know this, too. Right. Because because just like when you do well, you know, I feel just as good when you do well because you're you know, you're my partner. You're one of my friends. And so you always feel better when someone that that you're involved with. Or someone that that you identify with does well, no matter what it is they do. So so I like that piece of it. What's interesting though, and, and this is where I talk about momentum building, it doesn't mean at the end of the day, if, if momentum's not building with Mark Davis, it doesn't matter. But I will say watching NFL Network this week, I see a big thing come up. They do a little story about how the Raiders defense under Antonio Pierce. Um, before he took over was 22 points a game afterwards. It's now what at 15.5, basically gone down a score, a game, a touchdown, a game, Uh, which, Hey, look, it changed. I look at it and say, yes, does that have something to do with him? I'm sure it does. He's part of the defensive staff, by the way, but the defense was playing better before that. And this has been an evolution. Patrick Graham should also get a lot of the credit too, but clearly as things improve, these are the types of things we talked about when he took over which is, do we see progress? We've seen progress on defense. Now we've seen a big one game progress point on the offense. And so if that continues, then to me, it's like, okay, this dude is getting, he's moving it in the right direction in all areas and all facets of the game. Do you agree with me? Do you, do you think, listen, I, whatever happens with the chiefs and we'll get to the game in the final segment, but whatever happens on, on, on Monday um, is, is one thing. But if you start to see more progress there, if it's a close game and the offense continues to do well, uh, is that how he builds that momentum? Or is this situation mode? Do you think, you think he's got to win two of these three games? How, how does it work? I know you talked about it on your Bleacher Report Live uh, on Wednesday.
0: So one quick point. Before I get before I answer your question, just yeah. really quick side story about the whole one of our own thing. Brian mm-hmm. Flores, the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, is from Brooklyn, New York. He's from Brownsville, which is not mm-hmm. far from me. Mm-hmm. I root for Brian Flores to do well and to be successful. He's he's one of my own, or our own, over out here in Brooklyn. But do I think Brian Flores is the best candidate to be the Raiders head coach? No. Nah. You know, I, <laughs> I, I I still have some reservations about how he handled the quarterback situation with Tua Tunga in Miami. And if you're a person who doesn't want the Patriot way anywhere near the Raider organization anymore, Brian Flores is not on your list because. He's from that Bill Belichick coaching tree. So I'm not saying I'm saying no former Patriots, but I'm I'm making the point that Brian Flores, the person I root for, but I can separate that from, is he the best person for the job? Correct. Now back to your, your thoughts about momentum and Antonio Pierce. I did a Bleacher Report live early Wednesday at noon Eastern, nine Pacific. And I said, I think Antonio Pierce already has momentum. And I pointed out three things. One, he has the buyout from the players in the locker room, specifically the leaders Mm -hmm. in Max Crosby and Devontae Adams. That's not everything, but it's something. Two, we're starting to see the progress from the young players, including this year's rookie class. So in that beatdown of the Chargers, who are the guys that stood out? Malcolm Kuntz, young player coming along across from Max Crosby. Trey Tucker, Aiden O'Connell, Michael Mayer. Those guys were responsible for three, four touchdowns. So I think yeah. that Chargers game, beyond the single-game single, sing, single game record for the Raiders' 63, 63 points, it was the best game, in my opinion, for the young group, for the young guys on that roster, specifically the 2023 rookie class. Yeah. So he has the player buy-in. He's getting the player development now. Jack Jones also being picked up off waivers, had that pick six. The, the one thing that I'll say that a lot of people aren't talking about now, I understand Antonio Pierce doesn't have a lot of, of a track record as a defensive coordinator and a lot of people don't see him as a defensive guy but he is coaching or was coaching still is coaching the linebacker core and as i've made the point over and over again the linebacker group has been a surprise that that's a product of his coaching yeah and if you identify him as a defensive guy the raiders are 10th in defensive scoring right now so he has to get a little bit of credit for that because part of that is his linebacker core making plays so he has the player buy-in he's getting player development His side of the ball or his position is also playing well. The one thing that he's missing, in my opinion, is a quality win over a a playoff contending team. So the Raiders beat the Giants, the Jets, and the Chargers, who then fired their head coach. They lost to Miami, Minnesota, and Kansas City. The one thing that can put him over the hump, in my opinion, and I made this point earlier today, that if the Raiders were to beat the Chiefs, I don't want to call him a lock to get the job, but he has a very good chance to get the job because... The, the easiest path to get to the playoffs is to be able to beat teams in your division. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were able to beat the Denver Broncos before Antonio Pierce was interim. They beat the Denver Broncos with Josh McDaniels already. The Chargers and Raiders usually play cl- each other close. The Raiders haven't beat the Chiefs since 2020 under John Gruden. If Antonio P- Pierce proves that he can play chess with Andy Reid and beat the Chiefs, it gives oh, him yeah. a great chance. I'll repeat that again. I- I'm not saying it's a lock. You no. give him the job on the spot. But I would say he's in the front line for that position if they can pull it off on Christmas uh, Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, and, and I would say that I'd, – I'd, I would say he's a lock if he wins two out of the next three, Yeah, including Kansas City. So yeah. to me that would be – because you're you, the, the three teams – and Denver, will see what happens over the two. They've come on strong. Obviously they lost last week, uh, didn't look good, and they had the infighting on the sidelines and all that. But they've been on fire. So the two of the three teams you're playing over the next three weeks are – basically are right now playoff teams. Okay? So so if that's the case and you beat two of those three teams, that then more power to you. So I don't have any problem with that. I just think though it goes back to and and, and he again, you have control over that and if he wins two of the next three, that means he would finish a game above 500 as coach, right? And mm-hmm. to me taking the unit where it was, that's remarkable. And so you got to be a, a serious candidate for the job. Anybody would be um, but then again, you start to think about the job pool and who might want the job, who might be available. You know, you, you, we've talked about all the names that have been coming up already—the Harbaugh's, the Frank Smiths, those guys. But but there's also guys like Raheem Morris. Have you seen what Raheem Morris is doing with the with the Rams? The Rams are seven and seven. What he did with that defense this year, and he's already been a hot candidate. He's never gotten the head coaching job, but there's another guy who's got defense. He's also got offensive coordinator uh, experience. He called the offense when he worked with Kyle Shanahan. So so those. that's why I say I can't close my mind off to other candidates. But to your point, I think it's right, which is if he keeps this team together and you see progress and he can beat quality teams, then you have to have him in the mix. So it's going to be real interesting uh, to see. Anything before we go to a break, Mo?
0: Yeah, just one no, Scott. Raheem Morris was the head coach with the Tampa Buccaneers, had a winning season yes, with 10 picks. Didn't last long. Actually, he, no. Right. He was actually head coach. Oh, he was actually
1: that. Yes, you're right. And he was actually the
0: head coach. Had a winning season. It didn't For the full it, year. He didn't. He wasn't able to sustain it though, and that was the yeah. issue. And his name came up in the last cycle as a head coach, and a lot of teams are actually not a lot of teams. I think few teams were thinking about giving him a second chance. Not because he was young when he was a head coach with the Tampa Buccaneers. Yeah. Bears. Yeah. So maybe he's learned from his mistakes. We, you know, we heard about that with uh with uh, Josh McDaniels didn't really work out. Uh, that's true. Had a
1: short,
0: had a short stay with, with Atlanta, but again, he was a very young head coach at the time. And I think, uh, I think, you know, as we talk about second chances, especially what he's doing with that young Rams defense, a lot of people thought the Rams were completely rebuilding and, and yes. couldn't name anyone else other than Aaron Donald in that defense. And the Rams are starting to come along. And I think yep. Raheem Morris deserves, deserves, a lot of credit for that.
1: Yeah. And we'll see, we'll see what the candidate pool looks like. I, I'm sure Raider nation will kill me over that one. Cause I, I mean, listen, they, they don't want another retread, and I understand that. But I bring him up just because there are guys out there who are who are doing amazing things and are going to be in the pool of candidates this year, and you might not be thinking about their names. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we're up against our first break. When we come back here on Silver and Black today, we'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks with this Raiders team coming off this mini-buy, including some of the injuries. Uh, we haven't gotten a lot of updates, but we'll talk about that as well when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast.